it's, it's, it's such a stigma, especially I feel like in the photography world, it's like, oh, are you doing this full time? Yeah. No. You then always what, get asked that, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such a fucking dumb question because like, by asking that question, you're making, I don't know about you, but you're making me feel like, um, other people are making me feel like I'm less because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not successful because I'm not doing this all my time. Like my days aren't packed out with photography yeah, stuff. Yeah. And that's absolute bull. <laughs> Well, hello there. What is up? Uh, welcome back to a, another episode of Coffee Talks. Uh, that, that was the voice of Benjamin Urquhart, the man himself, uh, also known as Kings and Thieves with his beautiful wife down in Katoomba, the Blue Mountains. They run a wedding and elopement photography business. Super incredible. Uh, amazing, dark, moody stuff. I got onto them through just picking up a business card in Katoomba Cafe somewhere, uh, which we talk about. So, yeah, this episode's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I must apologize in advance for one thing particularly, and that was in recording this episode, something just went totally wrong. My computer went AWOL, and it just decided to stop recording at some point. So there's a few little bits that are a bit jumbled and and mismatched, but it's fairly coherent. Uh, If you have any complaints, please take that up with uh, Ben. You can find him through Kings and Thieves. (laughs) Sucker, Ben. Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's a few issues there, but that's fine. It's fairly coherent and still a nice episode. Uh, so sit back and listen to that. We're drinking some Cassiopeia coffee. Uh, thank you again for listening to this podcast, tuning in. As always, you can find me through Instagram at Tom DeWire. Uh, always love to chat to you. DM me. Give me your feedback and your thoughts. Let's have a conversation. Uh, and something super exciting is merchandise is coming soon. Uh, there will be some stickers to start with. We'll be going out. So if you want a sticker, uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram and you'll see them on there soon, and you'll be able to know more and learn more. But for now, sit back and listen to this episode of Coffee Talks with Ben Urquhart of Kings and Thieves. Cool. Nice. Dink it. Let's dink it. And And drink it. it. Whoa, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't plan that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, welcome to the podcast. This is Benjamin. It is. Hey. Uh, I'm not even going to say your last name because I know that you told me how to say it and I'm going to screw it up. Uh, Urquhart. <laughs> Urquhart. Yeah. You can say it. Urquhart or... <laughs> yeah, do you get weird stuff? Uh, no, people just stumbling over it. They're okay. like, but it's got a U and a Q and an H, so I don't know what to do. Well, what is it? Yeah, and there's it's no, like, it's not heart like H-E-A-R-T? No, like. no just don't spell it because it sounds like you're trying to say you are cute. Like you are Q-O. Oh. <laughs> and people are like, Which you I'll just, take. you're just sliding onto me like what's going on there. <laughs> Picking up. Um, yeah, so we are in the nice, beautifully fresh, foggy Katoomba, mm. uh, your hometown as of now, or not home. It's my town. Yeah, mm. it's a town, the place of residences. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's where my heart is now. Mm. Um, never thought it would be. Yep. Sort of moved up here, um, chasing a life and, and whatnot. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, it, it took a while to settle into and get to know people, obviously. For sure. You move into a new town, it's um, kind of tough yeah. finding people to hang out with and but you know just through everyday life and the people that you meet opportunities you take it sure. just starts to feel more like home so yeah. it's definitely what it's doing well what it is right now yeah yeah wicked I love it um, and we're drinking some exquisite Cassiopeia coffee yeah uh, how did you pronounce it before uh, you always sort of put a bit of an Aussie twang on it so okay. is this is Kenya Gethafi um, all the all the you know coffee nerds and Kenyan's getting up me for my butchering of the pronunciation, <laughs> but that's the way I'm saying it. And you can't stop us because you'll be listening to this later. So yeah, <laughs> don't message us. Uh, it's delicious. Yeah, if you have any complaints, please send them to I don't care at <laughs> no, Jesus at the White House. <laughs> Just send it to anyone. Um, yeah, we could oh, yeah, tell the people listening. What's your story? What do you do? Why are you on my podcast? Mm. <laughs> That's a massive story. And uh, I feel like I'm going to butcher it or like condense <laughs> good, it for time. So really going to try to you know, meditate on it a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh boy, where do I start? Well, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a photographer here with my uh, wife, Carice. We, uh, we run Kings and Thieves, um, or as every second celebrant puts it, uh, Kings and Thieves Photography. Uh, which is not it's just Kings and Thieves ditch the photography on the end ditch the photography that's why we are Kings and Thieves Um, so yeah we are wedding and elopement photographers based up here in the Blue Mountains Um, yeah uh, that's that's basically the the, 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 I don't know the essence of it I Mm -hmm. suppose Um, cool so we come from totally different histories Um, Carice is definitely a creative Mm -hmm. she went to school for photography Um, 
uh, always creative her whole life and um, my, uh, living in Sydney but uh, myself living in Tamworth uh, or a country town just outside of Tamworth um, pursued creative things but there was always limits on what I could do creatively sure. yeah. I felt um, which is not always a bad thing mind you putting yourself in a box is um, one of the best things you can do for yourself creatively yeah um, so yeah uh, I moved to Sydney to pursue a different career by that time I'd already gone through a few different jobs and careers as you do um, before finding wedding photography when Carissa and I got hitched yep. ourselves so um, yeah we you know had our wedding and we were paying attention to what the videographer was doing and then what the wedding photographer was doing yeah. um, that's Alex Ball videographer who do you have as your photographer uh, yeah, his name is um, Alex Ball with a, a photographer mm-hmm. and uh, Josh I can't remember his last name for the, last, uh, for the life of me I think he's still doing a bit of photography nowadays but not wedding photography yeah yeah cool uh, but yeah, those guys were sick just to hang out with on the day. <laughs> um, like for real, like they were, they were just there like at every moment, um, uh, capturing everything as it happened. And they were great just to, um, you know, be with and, you know, you didn't even see them half the time, but you can always know that they're nearby. And yeah, it's just like all these vibes that we got um, leading up to the wedding, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, friends on the day, which is sick. And the photos that we got back were magnificent. Yeah, sure. You know? And um so that's where I really got into it, like just seeing what they could do. And um, we were talking about this before, how I was working my other job, yep. um, starting to get a little bit sick of it, just like knowing that there's more out there that I could be sure, doing, yeah. um, especially more creative stuff as opposed to technical, which mm-hmm. is you know my field before. Um, so yeah, started to get into wedding photography a little bit, picked up a couple of cameras, um, and just writing it out from there, man, it's pretty much the same way it, almost anyone else would start out yeah get a camera you start shooting things um beg to shoot somebody's wedding and then it all goes on from there man yeah it's it's so funny like i think it's almost a common creative story hey like Mm. so many creatives are sitting in their job looking out the window going there's got to be more Mm. Um, which is cool because i think that's part of what builds your passion as a creative like i was telling you before like how i think life comes down to passion and priorities um and you know if you're doing that job and you want more you kind of you know if you want it enough you will do everything it takes to get that like you know whether it means working nine to five and then five to eleven mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know pursuing your career until you can make money and, and make it full time and Absolutely. you know all that stuff like it's such a common creative thing i think but it's part of what makes us who we are and, yeah yeah totally yeah and what makes people that don't have that go man i wish i had that mm. like that drive it's different yeah i would have told people at the time like because uh, i was in that house i was working you know eight o'clock till five o'clock uh, working in Sydney so there's an hour and a half commute either side yeah. of that which is absolute bullshit <laughs> and um, I didn't have the motivation or the energy to work on anything creative after work yeah. you do you know, you go home and you, you die basically yeah. you eat dinner and <laughs> say good day to everyone and then you're dead so I started waking up super early sure. in the morning 4 o'clock 4.30 oh, and just those couple of hours in the morning before I had to start getting ready for my um, other job mm-hmm. Uh, that was so valuable because I could actually pursue what I really wanted to do. Yep. So I felt myself waking up uh, brighter, more excited, yep. uh, just more more jazz for the day. Yeah, cool. And then, of course, when I get on that train, and you know, I'm, I'm still doing other things on the mobile. Yeah, um, sure. As you do, uh, but you know, you, cam, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously, Visco yeah. cam, Instagram, um, yeah. all the other ads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, I get to work, man, and it's like. I was totally distracted. I, I yeah. couldn't focus on what I was, you know, supposed to be doing as opposed to what I wanted to do. Yeah, which was such a a, a tricky thing to try and balance because mm-hmm. you know I'd have two screens. I'd be working on my drafting on one side, and the other screen's like looking at wedding photography. Yeah, or like uh, studying the grades. Sure. Um, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, different specs of different cameras. Or yeah. Just anything, really. Yeah, and that's hard because it's unfair on your business, like your employee as well. Like, yeah, on the employer. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, employer. So. <laughs> <laughs> On the books. Uh, scratch that out, edit it. Uh, but yeah, you know, like you, if you're working a job and, you know, I guess I know I began to feel guilty that I was not giving 100% of who I was mm-hmm. to this passion that someone in the vision had given me to follow and chase after mm-hmm. when I was too busy connected with my own. Like, yep. and it's a hard thing too, like, you know, giving yourself to something 100% and then do you put what you're trying to do you know less into that because you're giving yourself too much over here exactly splitting yourself becomes hard like mm-hmm. it's just a mess <laughs> yeah it is yeah I, de- I definitely felt that at the time um I was, like super super not fair on your employer as you yeah. said um 
at the time because I was you know still relatively you know young early 20s young yeah. and dumb um, <laughs> and I, yeah I just didn't give a shit man I'm like yeah I'm here because I feel like I need to like mm. I still need the money the creative isn't paying the bills yet yeah so I'm just gonna sit here and you know bludge and you know do my own thing on the side which was uh, dumb yeah uh, because like it's not respecting your employer yeah, which sure. is huge um, so uh, yeah, uh, so I was doing that for a little bit, maybe six months to a year yeah, of like building creative stuff on the side, yep. just hustling wherever I could, taking all my sick days uh, yep. for two reasons. One, so I can work on my creative stuff. And the yep. second, uh, just really getting over work. Yep. Like, um, yeah, I, there were some mornings, especially towards the end before I quit my job, where I'd walk into work, sit down in my chair and have a, like an anxiety attack, which yeah, was like okay. the weirdest thing because yep. I never had them before. Okay. I thought I was asthmatic. Sure. So I'd sit down, my chest would tighten, I couldn't breathe. And yeah. I'm like, this is a really weird time to have an asthma attack. Yeah, okay. So I'd walk outside and just go for a walk for an hour, bludgeon yeah. hour. Um, go to that cat, uh, coffee shop that I was talking about. Yeah, sure, yeah. And um, just kill time, yeah. which um, uh, that isn't fair to either myself or my employer no, in that yeah. case. I'm just wasting time. But yeah. um, it was important to go through those things. Sure. This is the positive me coming back to it, man. Like all these shitty things are happening. And yeah things that I'm doing to myself and my employer and my creativeness yeah. um, but through that I've learned um, not to push yourself too hard doing something that you don't want to be doing yeah. know when uh, when that line is like if you're working on a job but you want to do something creative know when you have to quit your old job yeah. even if it um, this is probably bad advice um, <laughs> <laughs> even if it doesn't pay the bills to start off with which yeah. is um, what happened to me yeah quit the job gave up the salary which was great at the time but very quickly um, the runway wasn't long enough catches up on it exactly yeah, for sure exactly but um, you know the things you learn yeah yeah and that's one of the things again like you say you have to learn I think yeah um, because that you know you can't run a successful creative business without learning be smart with money because yes. I think I think so often creatives were like yeah like just do the work do the best make sure we're super creative and everyone loves us and then the reality is yeah like that's what brings in clients mm-hmm. but if you're too focused on that and you don't have any clients then you've got no money to pay the bills and, exactly. <laughs> and then you're like oh crap <laughs> this is the problem yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um, and it's like one of those things that maybe you can only learn by living firsthand. yeah for sure like everyone oh, yeah. writes about it yeah all the books talk about it all the online guides yeah. talk about it but that's because they lived it and it's, yeah, it's the difference between kinetic learning and uh, visual learning and you know mm. other types of uh, learning um, yeah. with me I really have to live it to really yep. know it and yeah, it's probably awesome. the same for a lot of people. Yeah, and I, I, I think I talked in one of the other podcasts that I did about um, when you hit rock bottom, whether or not you know mm. having no money or whatever is rock bottom. There's only one way up. Like true. you were saying before, like if you're at the worst point in your life, probably the only thing that can be worse is actually going to prison for something. <laughs> at least in prison, you've got a bed, three meals a day. Like exactly. <laughs> well, that's so, what yeah, yeah, pretty much. You're like you're safe. But yeah, once you hit that bottom point, there's only one way out of there, and exactly. either you're going to push yourself to get out of there, mm-hmm. or you're going to just mellow at that point and just chill and, uh, yep absolutely and absolutely way. I think we're back hope so damn it how did I not notice that what the hell so much like good stuff man oh, oh to the ether you and well <laughs> this is really awkward <laughs> this has never happened before oh um I apologise to anyone kind of listening to the podcast because this could be a little bit mismatched and jumped now man, they won't even know won't, won't know what uh, no, I'll be honest. Somehow this stopped recording and we ended up up creek without a paddle. Uh, so, <laughs> so you, you were in a death call, a death metal band one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna start here. Yeah, let's see. We'll revisit what we missed earlier. Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> how tricky is this? Uh, I was in a death call band. Uh, full stop. <laughs> no. Uh, so as I was saying before, this uh, got cut off, uh, sort of just out of high school, trying to figure yeah. out who was in the, um, you know, into the same music as I was, mm-hmm. which is heavy music, under oath, yeah. all of that. Um, it was kind of tricky because I went to a, a, a private Christian school, and you know, not everyone was into that type of music, obviously. For sure. Uh, so yeah, I years later, man, this, this guy called Barry, um, who is still called Barry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> didn't uh, change didn't kill it like death to Barry <laughs> death to Barry no 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 nothing like that uh, he was putting together a band I think I found him on Facebook maybe and um, yeah we just sort of um, got together and he was looking for a singer and I'm like oh I could I could probably do a few death growls and stuff like that yeah. I've been practicing in my car <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah uh, it was really cool man like we just started jamming even without a mic um, he was playing the drums and a couple of other people were on the guitars and bass and, and whatnot. Um 
so yeah, just jamming in a garage, um, taking photos, like band pics together, yeah. even though we didn't have the mic and yeah, yeah. all the gear. Um, and then the one day that we actually did get the mic and we did the jam sesh, um, the song ended, man. Everyone's just looking at me and they're like, oh, so you can actually do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're legit. <laughs> yeah, because like they hadn't heard me before, yeah, okay. man. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess it was something. Yeah, um, yeah cool. Yeah. That's a bit different, a bit of fun. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, yeah, we're talking about how you kind of draw off that hey, mm. for your photography because for those who don't know look up Kings and Thieves on Instagram um, and you've got that very dark grungy kind of feel to your mm. photos which is awesome and that's you know your brand and so you draw from your kind of past experiences with music on that or? I do absolutely um, even nowadays I haven't stopped listening to metal obviously yeah. as you grow up you branch out and listen to a few different things um, mm-hmm. in my case I listen to more like rap and hip hop kind of stuff yeah, okay. um, uh, but definitely still staying true to the um, to the metal, yeah, uh, metalcore, post-hardcore, hardcore stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, especially the way that um, that music makes me feel, um, which is it's. Uh, to, I never really picked it apart actually. It's like super. Um, oh, I don't even know, man. It, it makes you feel so much. I, it makes me want to go for a run, basically. Uh, <laughs> makes me want to create. Yeah, because like these guys are doing so much creative stuff that no one's realizing yeah. you you turn on the top 40 on the radio or something it's something I never do but every single song I can guarantee is exactly the same thing yeah. it's coming from these people who just want to make money and they're not in it for um, any real creative purposes mm-hmm. if they were they'd be in a death metal band <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean because like, yeah, these yeah. guys are just playing with math and they're playing with uh, uh, different instruments and they're doing their thing and they're jamming songs together that don't really go together yeah. and it's just for me the most um, unboxing way um, to explore your creativity yeah so in the same way I'm trying to do the same thing with my photography trying to do different things that help me shoot true to what I want to be doing yeah you know what I mean yeah Yeah. for sure yeah it's cool I love it Um, and I think that's again like I said staying true to who you are is a big thing about being a creative and you know like I had this conversation with someone else the other day about just they're a designer and he's like if I don't design what I like Mm there's no point in it like Absolutely. yes you know you've got a brief to meet and as wedding photographers there's certain standards and things we obviously have to meet like mm-hmm. if you miss the kiss goodbye that's the end of your business <laughs> clearly but you know the way you shoot that kiss is you do it completely different to what I do sometimes yeah. or something different oh, like that like I I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit riskier like a, yeah. than a lot of people maybe and to yeah. my own detriment sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like the other day man I was shooting this wedding up on the coast mm-hmm. and I had to pull up the bride um, earlier um, in, in the day and just tell look I'm we can shoot your walking down the aisle this way and it's going to look amazing but mm-hmm. I really I feel like I should do it this other way and sure. like this other feeling is so loud yeah. I feel like I'm going to regret it if I don't do it this way Yeah. Um, so the, the the normal conventional way obviously walking down the aisle you're down the front and yeah. she's going to walk down she's there with the dad walking big smiles and everything and you're sure. doing that but I was afraid because you've got all this dappled light and these shadows and this yeah. super, super bright day. Mm-hmm. So I was afraid that I'd really uh, butcher that walking down yeah. the aisle. Yeah. And obviously you can fix it in post, but I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> That's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It's tons yeah, yeah. of work, especially if you're shooting so many shots like um, like I do. Uh, Carissa always complains about it. Like, <laughs> you know, I come yeah. home with like just hundreds of gigs of photos and she's like, man, what the fuck have you done again? <laughs> I told you, please, like stop spraying and praying to man. And, like, just be intentional. Yeah. And I'm the working on it. Burn. Yeah, it's churn and burn. I love that one. Um, and like she's saying to me, like, just be intentional. I'm like, that's really, really good advice. Mm-hmm. So um, that aside, I felt like if I followed her from behind down the aisle, it would work a lot better because yeah. I feel like I can shoot more true to myself, more true to Kings and Thieves and come up with unique photos that no one else really does yeah. for this bride. So I pull her up and I say, look, we can do it that first way. Um, but if you want, not, not, not if you want unique photos, but I feel like I need to do it this way. Um, and I can do it either way. The choice is yours. I just want to let you know mm-hmm. that I want to shoot from behind you as we're walking down the aisle so I can get the sun lighting up like an angel. Yeah. Uh, and, and it worked, man. It was, yeah. She was like, man, I'm, like, this is why we hired you, basically, yeah. for your creative vision. Yeah, and awesome. thank you for consulting me before because obviously it's a key moment. Yeah. And if you're going to do something different, yeah, you can't don't, surprise, do yeah, yeah. don't surprise your bride like that. Be, be courteous. <laughs> Honor them, um, yeah. love them. Because so. she won't see you and be like, where's the photographer? Yeah, I yeah. paid him, where is he? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm. So, um, yeah, the shots really worked out, man. It's like, yeah. um, she's walking down the aisle. It's, it's, oh, sorry, I didn't mention this. It's an outdoor wedding. Yeah. Um, somewhere, a place called the um, the Forest Chapel, like okay. in Terrigal. Um, it's a really sick place, man. Just yeah. trees. Um, you have to check it out. 
Um, so yeah, the the light is just um, coming out, and she looks like an angel. You can see her man down there um, yeah. at the at the um, altar, and oh yeah, it just worked yeah. out. And yeah, I was so afraid, um, like, to even think about doing that. But I'm so glad yeah. that I did. Yeah, for sure. It's more true to myself. Yeah, and she's got some really unique wedding photos. Yeah, now, which is and that's awesome. awesome that your couples trust you enough to do that. Because mm. uh, I think that's one of the big things being a wedding photographer is like it's a huge responsibility. Um, and it's so easy like you're saying to just shoot the standard shots that you know you get mm. so that you have happy couples uh, but having a couple that trust you and your style and your vision mm. is a huge thing to have because you notice the difference you know if if she didn't trust you then you would have straight away she would have been like oh look that's awesome maybe let's just try to keep it safe mm. uh, and so then like alternatively that would have even impacted the way you shot the rest of the wedding because you kind of would have yeah. been like oh she doesn't trust me fully well like, that's why I went to a man like because I was yeah. fully prepared for a yes or a no like yeah. absolutely yeah. I can shoot it that first way uh-huh. and like you know you just fix it you make it work yeah, yeah, yeah. make sure you don't blow out those highlights and you'll be fine yeah. um, so uh, yeah um, it's, it's really cool having clients like that man yeah like, Couples, clients, lovers, people that you shoot, <laughs> people that you really, uh, you know, humans, humans, other humans. Like yeah. that's what we started calling our like, you know, just lovers shoots, man. Because obviously they're in love. You don't need to call it a lovers shoot. Yeah. It's like they're paired up humans. Like yeah. I'm a human. You're yeah. a human. We're photographers. That's what we do. Sure, yeah. but like you know, connect from a human to another human. Yeah. You got to get on that level yeah, to sure. get something real. You know. Yeah, it's awesome, and that trust is a huge thing, which is cool, and like it's all built into the brand that you've done, like. Um, yeah I remember first like I was saying today discovering you guys from that card in the cafe which is pretty wicked <laughs> as long as you didn't get, think that'd work yeah as long as you get business out of that <laughs> like, as long as it's not just other photographers going this is cool yeah because <laughs> then you're just like wait we can't make any money off you <laughs> um, oh mentor sessions you could hey you could hey, uh, a little more into that man um, but yeah I've, I remember first seeing the brand it was like that's wicked mm-hmm. looked you up was just drinking a coffee and I'm like man this dude's sick like that's <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. yeah I had no idea and started I don't, did we, we started chatting or something via Instagram that's the standard photographer way yeah it's like um, uh, plan A from now I'm checking messages every day but with Instagram it's so hard like when yeah. somebody messes you you don't always get the yeah you get the request and then exactly. you don't see it later and you're like sorry yeah totally but um, yeah it's like that man you message me on Instagram and yeah yeah it just got going that way yeah for sure which is sick yeah so you obviously have been invited to Camp Common Folk this year um, super exciting yeah. um, for those listeners who don't know what Camp Common Folk is it's probably I'd say it's Australia's biggest wedding photography workshop camp I guess yeah camp. what do it's, they call it the workshop camp conference thing? yeah something like that there's mm. heaps that happen overseas and you hear about them all and whatever and they're amazing this is probably Australia's biggest one huge speakers from all around the world to come and all around Australia uh, and now yourself which is super <laughs> awesome yeah so weird um, man so weird yeah super scary for you I guess. yeah it is a bit uh, the, really feeling the pressure like <laughs> Especially at first, when I first got the email, man, yeah. it's like, because uh, uh, it took me uh, by shock, really, because yeah. I was just on Instagram one night. Uh, I was telling you this before. Yeah. Um, just, I, you know, I've been following Common Folk for a couple of years yeah, or something sure. like that, just really appreciating what they do. And um, yeah, I sent them a message, man. I'm like, you guys, I really, I love what you do. I want to, let's hang out sometime. I mm. love this. And pretty much straight away, I got a message back saying, cool, yeah, check your email. Yeah and email came in and they invited me to speak uh, which I didn't recognize at first I just mm-hmm. thought it was an invitation to come along and you know yeah. pay the money be and do guest. the thing <laughs> yeah be the, be the guest <laughs> why are they inviting me to pay them <laughs> this is weird <laughs> exactly I had to yeah. reread the email so many times and um, then I cottoned on that they they're asking me and Carice to speak which yeah. is I couldn't believe it it's like this is one o'clock at night and we have kids so we're <laughs> supposed to be in bed Carice was already passed gone and I jostle her awake and I'm like babe babe <laughs> we've been invited to speak at a thing and she's like oh that's really <laughs> straight out of it straight again. out of it so she was obviously super stoked <laughs> so stoked uh, yeah just tired from breastfeeding all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so yeah uh, just raging man just like um, a couple of emails back and forth to really nailed what I was going to speak about yep. which um, they left the topic up to me sick which was really sick so um yeah, I'm going to be speaking about um, uh, basically shoot true. So we've mentioned that yeah. a couple of times, just even today, man. Like, yeah. Just knowing yourself and shooting true to yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the, not not have like not feeling to put like a mask or um, or a persona on. Yeah. Um, capturing things because it's expected to be captured. Just mm-hmm. doing things your own way and like really 
really yeah. trying to channel that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And so obviously, you're speaking of some pretty big names that are there this year. Massive. A bit nerve-wracking, kind of like thinking bit. that way. Yeah, no, I've got to try and get out of this mindset now because <laughs> yeah, like, they are other humans and I'm a human. Yeah. But some of these guys that I'm speaking with, they got me into wedding photography yeah. and I got Carice into wedding photography. And um, Aaron Chum, who's also speaking, we've been mates mm-hmm. for um, years now. Um, he he found us back when we were like doing our old brand yeah. thing, um, which is years back now, um, yeah. which is crazy. So yeah, just the fact that I get to um, speak alongside these guys, yeah, for is, sure, is major. Yeah, we um, yeah, super cool. That's pretty mad. Big, big honor, like and like Massive I said, honor. you know, all, all power to you. Like it's because you've got this awesome brand and this style. You've Thanks, developed man. that and you've put the work in, and it's paying off obviously which is <laughs> must be doing something right yeah <laughs> if not just fake it till you make it fake it till you make it baby no um, no yeah it's weird. so your old brand let's mm. dive into your brand a little bit like uh, you, you go by kings and thieves now i do what were you beforehand <laughs> do you really want to know i really do <laughs> no one looks it look, no one look this up uh peter the fox photography peter the fox yeah <laughs> Where does that come from? No fucking idea. Peter Rabbit, Peter Fox. <laughs> no, it's not even that. I have no idea. I think, I think if I was really to think about it, um, Carice had started because Carice went to school for photography. Um, yeah, I didn't. I'm self-taught. Um, she was starting a photography brand and was trying to think of a name, and she was like, "I really like Peter, and I really like this fox. It's like the mascot." And we were, you know, young and inexperienced and a bit yeah. dumb and I'm like yeah sounds like a great idea we should do that <laughs> so we did that and very very soon like um, you know as we got married and learned a few things about wedding photography and photography in general yeah like um, we really didn't want to do that anymore sure. like um, we felt like we were um, editing differently shooting differently to yeah. what we really were and yeah. what we really wanted to be so as our style went on mm-hmm. as years went on the things that we learned yeah. we chose to change it over to Kings and Thieves yeah sure and how'd that come about uh, um, the story behind that yeah so it was pretty cool man um, we were just weeks out from giving birth to our um, uh, first kid Phoebe mm-hmm. um, so we went away on a bit of a honeymoon uh, yep. a baby moon baby I moon, should yep, say yep. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> also a bit of a, a creative thing for ourselves that, like yep. look inward and stuff like that but yeah we went in with the purpose of changing our brand um, mm-hmm. thinking of something different what else can we do differently yep. to what other people are doing so yeah, we were in the car one day and I mentioned it to Carice, like, we really need to change our name, man. Um, and Carice looks at me and she goes, Kings and Thieves. Just like that. I'm like, wow, that's done deal. <laughs> yeah, lock it in, man. Like, yeah. how did you come up with that? And she's like, I don't know, it just came out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's basically as simple as it comes. There's yeah. no deep um, meaning for Kings and Thieves or anything <laughs> like that. I think no. I tried to add meaning to it at the time, but it doesn't need meaning, yeah. man. It just sounds freaking yeah. badass. Yeah, that's cool. Dude, coming up with a name is so hard. It is. Um, even like, so I've started this other business with a friend and whatever, and we're just thinking of names for that and whatever. And you're like, that's a great name. And so, of course, you look up Instagram, see if the handle is available. It's gone. And you're like, oh, maybe we can change the Instagram handle later. And you look up the domain. And the domain mm. name's gone. And that's it's like, it. Damn it. Like, literally, we were buying a domain name. And in the time it took me to get the okay from him and put in the like card details, someone bought it from underneath me. I was Stop. like, damn it. That's, oh, that's so gnarly. <laughs> like, so, it's so hard. And I don't know whether it's an actual brand or whether someone just bought the domain to hold it. Like, probably. They're the worst ones. Yeah, and like, that's a whole thing. Yeah, for us to take a brand and buy it for the domain name that we wanted, like mm. go to, it's going to cost us twelve grand Stop. up front, and then a hundred grand, uh, no, no, hundred bucks a year. I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, they can keep that. We'll just change the name. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I ran into something similar. Not that yeah. people are stealing domains from us, but um, yeah. kingsandthieves.com was already taken, so sure. we we geohacked our domain, yeah. uh, kingsandthieves.es. Yeah. So it's a Spanish yeah, domain. Which we learned <laughs> doesn't. Oh well, yeah, it is like .es español something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as like showing up in Aussie search engines at the start, it was difficult because yeah. like we had a Spanish yeah, sure. um, uh, name. Uh, and then of course when you search Kings and Thieves, it's probably still the case. Um, Got to get on our SEO a little bit. It comes yeah. up with like a, a band and a, another game and yeah, stuff okay. like that. But yeah. I don't know. I don't really mind. Do we you get many like Spanish inquiries? None. Oh, damn, that'd be sick. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for at the start. I'm like, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll shoot in Spain, no worries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll ride this, man. We'll go shoot in Spain, whatever. But yeah. None. So if there's any Spanish listeners... Yeah. Uh, Don't go with Kings and Thieves, Tom. Light <laughs> <laughs> City Credit. Don't listen to that guy. He doesn't know what he's on about. Um, I don't know if you've seen do you, uh, Don and Helen from... Of course, yeah. Flip. Dude, oh, their stuff is insane. Blows my mind. Insane. Every time. I'm like, Love this stuff. Yeah, they can have the Spanish market. <laughs> They're killing it. I'm not going to compete with them. The, the people over there and the people in Germany as well, they deal with a yeah. different type of sunlight, right? 
Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, especially in Spain, man, they've got this harsh, like, direct light a lot of yeah. the time. So a lot of their style is working, um, like, learning how to use that kind of light. Yeah. Uh, we get that same sort of light in Australia as well, but I feel like for a lot of people it's a weak point. Yeah. Um, but that's something that's really challenged me lately is sure. to work with this bright, direct, harsh sunlight with yeah. people wearing white clothes and learning how to use your camera in those instances. <laughs> yeah. As well as instances yeah. like today where it's super muted, it's foggy, super. it's cold. Yeah beautiful but it's really dull at the same yeah. time yeah and, it's uh, wildly different it is um, even yeah even like when i was in canada the light just noticing the difference and normal people haven't got a clue like yeah. you know like normal people you would get to weddings all the time they're like oh there's enough light in here isn't there and you're like well <laughs> not really but yeah. you know we'll make do like absolutely and yeah but i just you know in canada i was like wow the light's actually different because australia is so harsh and yeah. so you know strong with sunlight and whatever it's it's wild but it's cool. I, yeah, man. I love Australia. <laughs> I do love Australia too. Yeah. Uh, we won't talk about the government, but... <laughs> <laughs> New Prime Minister. I literally uh, I turned off my phone to do some work the other day because, you know, social media is a constant distraction. <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, and so I was like, look, I'm, I just really need to get this project finished and edited the video. And so I was like, I'm turning my phone off for half a day. Done. Turn my phone off, turn it back on. I'm like, oh, we got a new prime minister. <laughs> Sweet. Must be a Thursday. <laughs> I was just like, like, well, moral of the story, don't turn your phone off because you could change prime minister at any time. So, so. Like, serious. I saw a sign the other day. I was like, only two prime ministers until Christmas. Yeah, it's so true, man. Uh, it's, I, yeah, well, let's not get into that. No, no, whole... We'll be here for hours, man. Absolutely. Um, so we're on Coffee Talks, Coffee Podcast. You've got a bit of a background in coffee. I do. Uh, just a love of coffee? Uh... Yeah, so I've been brewing myself for yeah. quite a few years, like the V60s and the Aeropress. Um, just sort of, you know, you get sick of your flat whites, right? And yeah. you look at, you know, what's this batch? And so you start drinking batch and you're yeah. like, great, I can pick up the equipment and make this at home. And then yeah. you learn about all the different variables, water temperature, um, sure. grind ratios, whatever. Uh, Plus so it saves you a lot of money. It does, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Unless you drink as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I go through like too much. Uh, Thank goodness I have an office above a cafe where they oh, kind of man. lean in on each one they charge before. <laughs> blessed, blessed. Uh, so yeah, I had this, um, I have this mate that um, did sort of the same sort of thing uh, mm-hmm. as me, uh, quit the job in the city and move up to the mountains to do their mm-hmm. own thing. For sure. So this guy, Tim, and his wife, Sarah, they started Tough Grind Bubbles out at Lithgow. Yep. So when they first uh, started up, they needed a barista, so sort of put my name in a yep. little bit. So um, yeah, so when they started up, I just started learning all about coffees, man. Sure. Um, just from the ground up, I knew nothing else. Like, Good especially with the ground up. Ground from the ground up, <laughs> totally intentional. Uh, so yeah, I was with them for a long time. And then um, I decided, you know, photography's great. I really want to pursue coffee as well. It yep. helps me pay the bills in the meantime, because creative sure. is still hard. Oh yeah. Um, big time you just got to hustle so yeah. I started with a, a guy in town uh, Cassiopeia who we're drinking today yeah it was delicious it's, it's so amazing like the roaster there Lachlan mm-hmm. you know, is just a master of his art yeah, really he's good. Uh, just in, insane insane Bruce yeah. um, and Zach the owner is, is a good lad as well um, so yeah I was with them for about a year um, but then just at the start of this year basically um, mm-hmm. I was still doing work for them as well as doing Kings yeah um, but uh thankfully like Kings is really really starting to pick up which sure. is nice yeah. I, I guess that goes along with the art as well like mm-hmm. as our art picks up and yeah. as we become you know better in what we do we pick up more um, you know, yeah. people that we want to shoot and stuff like sure. that it just got too much man I couldn't I couldn't keep juggling um, you know that type of work um, yeah as well as the family as well as Kings and oh, yeah. something had to give, give and Kings and family are not going to give because yeah, um, sure. that's why we moved up to the mountains yeah. man it's to yeah. chase this lifestyle um to you know, have the opportunities to chase any opportunities we want, mm-hmm. uh, and and if if we can do that through creative means, photography, yeah, I mean, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, um, sure. So yeah, still love coffee, and like I reserve the right to dip my toe back in in the yep. future sometime. Sure, um, just love it, man. Yeah, it. it's good. I love coffee, hence why I started a podcast based around <laughs> coffee. Because one yeah. day someone will be like, "Hey, can we sponsor your podcast? Have free coffee?" <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, boy! <laughs> it's, it's the future. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. Is, envisioning sure what's is. happening in the future. It's good. You got to lay the um, groundwork, which you're doing really well. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah, we we're talking before about like that struggle of like when did you become a full time photographer and mm. working on that, and like um, you had a really interesting point on that, like full time. What, what was yeah, you saying? It's that? bullshit. <laughs> it's all a lie yeah it is all a lie man yeah uh, think about it like even when you're doing full-time work 
for somebody else. You're still off. You've got hobbies on the side. Yeah. You've got a side business. Uh, you're never doing anything full time. Sure, there's something that you're going to be doing that's bringing in the bulk of your income, and yeah. that's considered your full time work. Sure. So yes, for two years, Kings and Thieves has been our full time gig. Yeah. But um, in the meantime, I've done coffee stuff. I've uh-huh. done social media stuff. I've done other photography odd jobs. I've mm-hmm. done all these other different little things. And that takes up a bulk of my time. Yeah. Whereas still Kings is still our main source of income. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And like even into the future, like I want to pursue different creative opportunities, business yeah. opportunities. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a brewery opening up the road. I would love to get into that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. You never want to limit yourself. Exactly. I never want to limit myself, man. And like, it's, just, it's, it's such a stigma, especially I feel like in the photography world, it's like, oh, are you doing this full time? Yeah. No. You then always what? get asked that, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such a fucking dumb question because like by asking that question, you're making, I don't know about you, but you're making me feel like um, other people are making me feel like I'm less because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not successful because I'm not doing this all my time. Like my days aren't packed out with photography yeah, stuff. Yeah. And that's absolute bull. You could, you could do anything with your yeah. time. And if you're enjoying it, that's great. If you're doing one thing more than another thing, that's mm. totally fine as well. It yeah. doesn't matter um, what what it is. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. The, the whole question is moot. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty big, harsh opinion on it. But, like, yeah, I think it's something sure. that needs to be unpacked because so yeah. many people ask it and they, they feel like they get um, all of their self-worth from it as yeah. well. Where don't, don't link your self-worth to the full-time yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's true too, like... If you define, if full-time, let's say, is defined as a nine-to-five job, mm. uh, to be able to be a wedding photographer and doing f- nine-to-five, five days a week, you've got to be shooting, like, a wedding every two days. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, editing takes a while, but there's no way that if you're doing nine-to-five every day, just sitting down editing your weddings, yeah. you'd take three weeks to deliver them or whatever. Like, you'd easily have them back within a week if Easy. that's what you did. Easy. So, yeah, to be able to be full-time, full-time by those terms is just stupid yeah, unrealistic there's yeah. no way yeah absolutely and, and like i was saying before i think you know it all comes down to your, your passions and your priorities when we were talking and stuff like that like mm. it's a yeah it's a funny term like you either use full time as a gratification for yourself That's and right. a pride thing like i was saying or you use it as an excuse to kind of go oh look i'm busy i don't have time to do this i don't exactly. have time to do that. i'm like no no you just don't prioritize it right yeah. like and there's a, there's a difference too between being busy and being productive yeah you know what i mean like yeah, you were saying before you throw that busy busy word out but like yeah i started to unpack that myself like i say that i'm busy all the time but yeah what actually am i doing am i being productive yeah. am i moving yeah. forward am, am i investing in myself in my art in my business yeah. or am i just sort of running around like a headless chook yeah you know? yeah exactly that's busy yeah <laughs> yeah and that's what you gotta like i said define as well like people say oh you know i don't i can't pursue my passion or my career I don't have the time because I work 9 to 5 I'm like well yes you do yeah. everyone has the same 24 hours in a day exactly you know yes you give time for sleep give time for relaxation and family and those kind of things but you, if you really want it hard enough like I was saying if you're really passionate about it enough you'll prioritise it prioritise it that's what I meant to say prioritise cold is affecting my whoops, speech yeah. um, you know if you really want it yep. you'll make the time exactly it. right uh, um, so that's what I went through when I was working full time in engineering yeah. man like I picked up this book from like 1890 like 100 years ago yeah. where this guy was going through the exact same thing as you and I are talking about he's yeah. like everyone is given that same 24 hours a day and it's yeah. how do you how you choose to um, spend it uh, is the difference between you and me basically yeah. Um and yeah so it, it really made me realize like time is actually more valuable than money for sure um I mean, it sounds kind of hokey, but like everyone's given the same 24 hours, the same yeah. budget every single day of oh, yeah. time. And like you can spend it as much, you know, you can play Xbox all yeah. day if you wanted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or you can invest into something for the future. Yeah. Or um, invest in yourself um, creatively, do whatever you yeah. want. Um, yeah. And um, it's not to say that people are lazy. I mean, yes, not. there are lazy people, yeah. but I'm not going to, if someone's like, oh, I don't have the time to do that, I'm not going to be like, you're just being lazy, get off your ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can't say to someone that's been insulting. Of but, course. You know, if, yeah, if they really want it, they'll really go after it. Exactly. Just, I mean, and people do. People come to that self realization. You can't tell. Yeah someone you're lazy get off your ass and do something yeah <laughs> uh, they're going to come to themselves and yeah. realize that when i don't know yeah uh when they realize they're playing 20 like yeah. 24 hour xbox all the time and they're like oh maybe maybe i'm actually like i yeah. to be a game designer yeah so that's just a natural progression yeah and, and it has to be a, a self-discovery it you does know? yeah you can be told it so many times but until you personally take it to heart and take it on board yep. you'll never make the change exactly um yeah, it's just a bit of a personal thing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's that kinetic learning. And yeah. Again, like you can read the same advice five or six, seven different times, but mm-hmm. until you actually live it and do it, yeah. it won't it won't hit home. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. So you listed down here, you're an open book, you said. Yeah. So talk about anything. 
Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> anytime. So uh, let's talk about the war on drugs. No. <laughs> this isn't a... Whew, really want to <laughs> not educated enough for those kind of conversations. Um, but you are you do go by the title of plant-based living and plant-based house. We had some delicious vegan burgers before. We did. I was impressed, I'll be honest. Thank I, you. I was unsure. And like I said, when you put in the sentence <laughs> in, the, in the text about dirty plant-based cheeseburgers, I was That's like... Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> How does trashy, dirty and plant-based go together? It's um, uh, it's so dumb sometimes. Yeah. You go to a place and you look at their vegan option and it's like a piece of mushroom stuck in between two buns. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, vegans will eat this. <laughs> it's great. But think about what makes a cheeseburger yeah. great, man. You want the fattiness, you want the protein, yeah. you want everything. You the want juice, to melt the yeah. juice. Because I came from a meat-eating background, man. Yeah. Like, I love cheeseburgers. I love my hot dogs. I love all those trashy-type foods. Yeah, sure. So when I went plant-based, everything's got lettuce on it or a salad <laughs> um, yeah. or something like that. I'm like, just because I'm vegan or plant-based doesn't mean I want to be healthy all the time. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. They're not synonymous. They don't line up. Yeah. You yeah. know? I'm throw my friend under the bus. I'm not going to name his name. But I got a friend who uh, was starting to date this chick who's vegan and whatever. And she lives in Sydney and he lives out in Orange. And um, he went on a date with her. And he went to Outback Steak. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, yes, it sounds hilarious. But in his defense, he did ring up Outback Steakhouse and said, hey, do you have vegan options? And they told him. They said, yes, we do. We can do that. So he took her there and had, he's like, I made sure they have vegan options. Anyway, he's like, oh, where are these vegan options? And the guy's like, dude, you're at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> he's like, no, no, but I rang up and you said. And then they were like, we can do salad. <laughs> and you so, can drink the sauce. Oh, wait, no. That's I'm, like, I'm like, dude, so you took this girl on a date to impress her who's vegan and you went to Outback Steakhouse. He's like, yep. Oh, it's just she's probably funny. like screaming inside. When yeah, she <laughs> but she wanted to be nice. It's so funny. I was like, that's right. but, um, Yeah, what made you pick that kind of plant-based lifestyle? Um, Choose that way came out really naturally and actually yep. comes back to the um, you can read it so many times but until you live it and realize huh. it yourself sure. it's not going to make a difference um, yep. so uh, I have plenty of friends who are vegan or plant based mm-hmm. and they'd be telling me, me for, well not telling me for years I don't really have any preachy friends man um, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I don't I mean it's, it's a bit of a stereotype again but like that you know vegan lifestyle where people are like you know meat is murder and, and mm. shove it down everyone's throat I'm like look um, if you want to be vegan cool that's yep. cool but don't try and force everyone to do it absolutely but same thing comes to like religion or oh like yeah, other yeah it comes well. down to anything like absolutely the, the whole plastic free living oh some of those people get get me going at the moment but, yeah. oh yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah that's the thing man yeah. um sorry continue it's all good <laughs> so i had these mates um uh who were living this lifestyle mm-hmm. and um what was it uh, i went to i was going to coles all the time or woolies all the time yeah to pick up groceries as you do um, especially when you have a family and stuff like that. And you're looking at the... I, I was really questioning the quality of what these big brands were giving me for my dollar, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're always reducing prices. So that's got to affect the farmers, right? Yeah. Um, or it's got to affect something along the line. They're, they're cutting corners somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you step back and realize that these big companies are going to do whatever they can to make a buck. Yeah. And they're going to do whatever they can to increase that buck. Yeah, for sure. So these people, I felt, were reducing the quality of my um, products, like the, the meat, for example, yeah. or the other animal products, um, to make as much money as they could and make a buck off me, yeah. right? So I, like, I, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm like, where does that meat really come from? Yeah. Um, so I started watching documentaries and doing research and different things like that, which can lead you down like an extremely biased... <laughs> Crying in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and that, that as well, man. Like, and that, that absolute, like, it's so tricky because, like, I grew up um, in, you know, the heart of farmland up yeah. near Tamworth, you know what I mean? Every second per- person's got farms and yeah. raising cattle and stuff like that. Um, but uh, there's, there's, when it comes to factory farming... Um, you're mistreating these sentient beings that are like they have no choice in whether they're giving you their milk yeah. or um, you know being killed for their meat and stuff like that maybe when like years and years back when we're raising animals and mm-hmm. a cow happened to give birth and you're skimming some of the milk that's totally fine I think yeah. um, obviously living 20 plus years eating meat and yeah. drinking milk it hasn't hurt me maybe I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but factory farming is doing harm it's doing harm to the environment I yeah. feel um, plus these animals I don't think it's fair um, so yeah just went down a rabbit hole man I'm like enough I'm going to speak with my dollar and just um, yeah uh, invest in my health mm-hmm. and my family's health and hopefully reduce our impact yeah, just sure. a little bit it yeah. comes down to like composting yeah. and trying to limit your waste and which is yeah. hard when you have kids <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, and yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah. I, I feel so much better. I feel lighter. I feel more clear. Yeah. Uh, I'm not digesting all the time. Sure. It feels like. Um, yeah. yeah it, it feels right for me. It, yeah. For sure. Not to say that it feels it should be right for everyone else. Yeah. Or anything like that. But like yeah. for me personally, it just makes sense. Yeah. And it's personal conviction in the end. You it know, is. like it comes down to what you want and what you choose. And exactly. That's it. Um, yeah. It's cool. So what's the what's the future hold for you and your little family? Like, mm. what's the goal with Kings and Thieves and your wedding business? But where, where's the dream for family and business life together I it's guess it's kind of crazy um, it's something I really didn't think about until I had kids man like, yeah. I feel like once I had kids the feelings of like mortality and death really kicked in like, <laughs> <laughs> like seeing this awesome death life death is all around us yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and we sprinkled in our marketing a little bit hashtag till death you yeah. know what I mean yeah, oh, yeah till that's death awesome. part. I do love that and it's like really hardcore and stuff but you're seeing this great life being yeah. born and like seeing uh, your wife go through this tremendous pain giving birth mm-hmm. to these kids. So glad I'm a dude. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's gnarly, I tell you. PTSD all over. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even do anything. You just no, but there. people don't give enough uh, yeah, yeah. recognition for the guy in that yeah. situation. You see like your your wife like man, there's blood everywhere. She's <laughs> screaming. All these doctors are bracing and putting their hands in her and stuff like that. I'm like, it's like a horror film. It's legitimately like a horror film. Oh man, film. I don't want to have kids anymore. It's fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah, oh mate, I got off track there. Um, so <laughs> obviously a lot of life in the future for yeah, us. Yeah, sure. Uh, I hope to grow this photography business into something um, um, a lot more than what it is. Um, yeah. Obviously um, more bookings, uh, that's always anyone's goal. Um, yeah. Reaching out and doing other creative things within Kings and Thieves. Um, I always played around with the thought of like doing like apparel and stuff like that, which yeah. is pretty sick. Which you can do with a brand, um, more photography. Um, really, like, there's no real plan. It's just sort of like writing this out and yeah, seeing see what happens. happens. And at the same time, because I'm doing this full time, mm-hmm. um, I've left myself with a lot of um, openness for future opportunities. For sure, yeah, so yeah. I feel like I can take any of those on, yeah. as well as do other things yeah. at the same time. So um, for the moment, just going full force um, for creative anything yeah um, yeah sick and if wedding photography is a thing that's awesome because I love wedding photography yeah. I love elopements I love seeing people get together and it just sounds like I'm spruiking my business <laughs> no, no. but it's true like I, I have this passion inside me man where I had to create and if I'm um, you know helping other people celebrate their big day and yeah. like blessing them at the same time then sure. we should totally do it yeah. yeah yeah, that's sick and I think leaving yourself open like that is good because I think you know yes you need to market yourself down a niche to be able to nail a brand and whatever but I think when people kind of do that too much they close themselves off absolutely when people live their whole life going I'm just a wedding photographer Mm. if someone was to be like oh you know we've got a magazine shoot we'd love to be in it are you keen nah I'm a wedding photographer (laughs) and you're kind of like that could be the biggest opportunity to shoot for Time Magazine or something like that and I'm like yes I'm a wedding photographer but hell yeah I'd love to be featured in Time Magazine like (laughs) never forever yeah never forever exactly I love that saying yeah still that and brand my business around that you should (laughs) yeah never forever man (laughs) yeah that's wicked Um, but yeah so the mountains gonna be home forever or Uh, never forever (laughs) (laughs) yeah see what happens kind of yes yeah I mean it's definitely home for now man Um, I love it especially days like this we we, you couldn't pick a better day to recording because it's really capturing like you hear that just quiet noise man it's insane the birds are tweeting you can yeah. hear the fog falling through the trees yeah. which is nuts it's so cool it's, it's, it's <laughs> even just where we were this morning filming uh, What's Your Why like just walking down there like mm. from the road the further away you get the less you hear yeah. and just standing on the edge of the cliff I was just like oh it's home I love it yeah, that's the way so it's cool. meant to be so yeah. for us I mean we love life here man yeah, for sure. it's far away from both our families which is yeah. you know has its pros and cons yeah. <laughs> but we have like our own family here with amongst yeah. our friends and um, other people that we know yeah um, for sure and yeah definitely for, for the next while as the girls grow up we'll be yeah. we'll be hanging around in the mountains but yeah you know reserving the right to move around and do whatever you, yeah, for you sure. know, and that's, we want that's <laughs> the best thing about working for yourself too you're not tied down right? exactly you can do it anywhere yeah like my business partner in the other business he always says like he'd rather be his own boss and watch his daughter grow up from home mm-hmm. you know yes it might mean you to be able to be awake and play with her for two hours while she's awake yeah, yeah you work two hours later at night or something like Absolutely. that but you know if, if family is your priority mm-hmm. you prioritize that and absolutely and that's what it is that's why i moved up yeah. from, from this uh, from the city basically to invest more into our family yeah doing things that we want yeah for sure makes, makes more sense there's, yeah. there's so many people in my old job like in, in engineering mm-hmm. where you'd you'd see these guys they're old man they're like in their 50s 60s 70s they got pictures of their family yeah um, 
growing up, you see them when they were babies, when they were mm-hmm. kids, when they were teenagers, and then yeah. the, you you just got to these um, kids' wedding photos on the yeah. table as well. And like you only ever see this guy in the office. He's yeah. working late. He's starting early. Uh-huh. He's got pictures of his boat. He's earning a lot of money. Yeah. But like, when did you go out and enjoy those things? Yeah. You know, um, sure, you get a few hours at nighttime sitting around the dinner table, mm-hmm. but that's not it can be so much more than yeah, that yeah. it could be so much more for sure doing your own thing investing in yourself rather than working for the man mm, 100% yeah I love that that's good um, so speaking of Camp Common Folk you'll probably get asked this question but I'm going to get you to throw it out now what's one piece of advice you would give to a budding photographer or a budding creative or someone who's like you were saying sitting in the office staring out the window going there's got to be something more oh, what's boy. What's the one bit of advice you'd give as key oh put on the spot oh, that's the pressure <laughs> yeah um it's going to sound hokey, but like really, really look inward and like meditate. Yeah. Um, it, it, that's something that I've only really started to do recently. Yeah. Like before I ever have a big shoot or anything, I will sit down the day before or the morning of yeah. and meditate on the full day. Yeah. Like um, knowing what I want to shoot and how I want to shoot it, um, yeah. the movements of the people during the day, um, the timeline, the schedule, all yeah. these moving parts. I need to see like a clear picture of it mm-hmm. before I go in. Yeah. Um, obviously leaving yourself open to anything that could happen at any time. Yeah, yeah. But going in prepared is yeah. huge. Um, you've got to be um, confident in yourself, which yeah. meditation helps with, but that also helps the couple see you and have confidence in you as well. Yeah, if you're not sure. racing around, again, like a headless chook, <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell to do, um, yeah. it's going to make them feel more confident yeah. in your ability. And like you've absolutely got the ability and you've got the yeah. talent and you have the passion and you want to do everything like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, by, by just having a bit of confidence, um, looking inward and knowing what you want to get, shooting true to yourself, yeah, your sure. own style, your own way, yeah. is the best way to go about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. That's a big thing. And um, similar to like like preparing for the shoot, like you were saying, I remember once, uh, have you seen the movie Collateral Beauty? No, I haven't. Whoa, dude, watch that. It will destroy you. Really? Okay. Yeah, beautiful movie. Like so, uh, just really heavy on the, theme of death and life and so beautiful wow. really really well cry. done I cried every oh, dude, movie I dude I bawled like, and so what happened was I watched this movie and it bawled my eyes out it was amazing and then I'm like flip I have an engagement shoot in an hour <laughs> and I'm tripping out but what it did like I was so torn up by that movie and, and the the perspective of death and life and whatever that I went into this shoot and the couple were probably like what the hell is this guy on yeah, like man. but the photos I got out of that I was like Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like like you're saying, meditating on things, going into a shoot prepared, or different yep. things like that, like makes a huge difference. It it's does. Insane. Just knowing what you want to shoot, how you want yeah. to shoot it. That's why I was yeah. talking about like consulting with the bride because what I felt I really needed to shoot yeah. was so major, like yeah. just checking in with the bride with that sure. kind of stuff. But for everything else, yeah, yeah, do it your own way, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. Just do your own thing. Don't yeah. feel like you have to put on a persona online or in, even in person. Yeah. Like, honestly, the old adage is true. Like, be yourself um, yeah. and everything just comes together. Like, yeah. as far as okay. trust goes with you and the couple, yeah. um, they're going to be themselves. Hopefully, if you're yourself, it's yeah. going to let their guard down as well. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. everything just works so much more better. Yeah. All lubed up and amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> lubed up and amazing oh man that's great well we'll probably finish it there even though this podcast is a little bit disjointed and we had some yeah. dramas uh, my, my apologies for that it's never happened performance issues happens to the best of us uh, but uh, yeah where can people find you online uh, probably Instagram is the best place at kingsandthieves.es so at kingsandthieves that's Spanish. that's all I know in Spanish uh, yeah from there you can find our website yep. which is pretty basic um, yeah don't even worry about the Facebook man like Facebook <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah everyone yeah. so funny it's just dying but Instagram is the go for now, yeah. even though Facebook owns it. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, wicked. Thank you yeah. very much for being on the podcast, uh, and thank you for the coffee. Dude, Delicious. Anytime, anytime. Uh, Thanks for having me, my man, man. Pleasure, pleasure hanging out. Good luck with common folk and all that. And thank you so much. We'll catch up again soon. Yeah, wicked. Sounds good. High five. Oh, that's cold. <laughs>